Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So I'm extremely excited to be bringing you Alex Roberts to the show today. And Alex is somebody who was actually recommended to me via a friend. Now, Alex is a personal trainer, similar to myself, we have similar interests, but what really struck a chord with me when I spoke to Alex prior to him coming on this episode was his battle with anxiety, overwhelm and depression. Now, I can't diagnose myself with depression because I've never been clinically diagnosed with it, but when it comes to anxiety and overwhelm, boy, can I relate. So it was extremely interesting to hear his side of this. And I suppose when many of you follow his journey after this, which I'm very certain you're going to want to do, you're going to see his social media profile and think, wow, is this the guy on the episode? Because like many of us, we judge a book by its cover. And Alex, when you see his cover on Instagram, you wouldn't necessarily think this is an individual who perhaps suffers in the way that he explains on this interview. So I think without further ado, we're going to get straight into this. And once again, I just want to thank everyone for their amazing support. We've now hit well over 100 reviews. Thank you so, so much for that. Okay, so firstly, I just want to thank Alex for coming on the show today. How are you doing today? I'm fine. You're good? Weather's good. Fantastic. Good. Yeah, I've noticed you're coming in your shorts as well. <laughs> so uh, that's good stuff. So... I know Alex briefly, uh, we've spoken obviously on social media, that's where we yeah. connected. We're actually neighbours, we don't live too far from each other. Literally five minutes. Literally, yeah. Literally so um, I think it's important for the listeners who are listening to this show today to get to understand a little bit about yourself, so a little bit about your story and basically what's brought you here in your life situation today. Um, I've recently been doing my own sort of videos and stuff mm-hmm. on anxiety and depression myself. Okay. Um, I'd never really experienced any mental health problems at all until I lost my dad four years ago now. Yeah, four years ago. I didn't have a single problem, didn't really suffer from anxiety, depression or anything. But it seemed to be that significant sort of traumatic moment that brought brought a number of problems okay. as such. So yeah, I'd say the one traumatic moment was obviously losing my dad, which then spiralled on mm. to a number of other things later down the line. Um, our first sort of new ad sort of mental health problems was, funnily enough, when I was in New York, the Christmas okay. after I'd lost my dad, I was literally walking down, um, one of the streets going towards Grand Central Station and, um, I just felt so like overwhelmed. Mm. It was so, it was so strange. I'd never felt anything like I was just overwhelmed and I was just like, best way of describing it was trapped inside my own head. Right. Okay. Do you, know, do you understand yeah, what I mean? I sort yeah. of trapped in my own head and I was I was just really overwhelmed for no particular reason at all. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's some, the main sort of defining defining time where I sort of felt I knew I, I was suffering from sort of mental health. Right, and this was four years ago? Yeah. Uh, how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? 27. So you're 27, so around the age of 23. 23. Was you, so just for the listeners now, obviously I know you're a personal trainer, uh, you've been doing personal training for how many years? Five or six years. Five, six years. So you were actually a personal trainer at this point as well? 
Yes. Okay, so in terms of, we'll jump back to where you are now. So in terms of like your general life going up to say 23 before this moment happened, what kind of stuff was you doing? Was it, was you always into the training, the mind? I was always into, I was always into training, not, not so much the mind. Okay. I say the mind, absolutely not. I don't think many of us are enough, taught to train not, the mind. Not yeah. A, yeah, not a thing. Yeah. I was very sporty. I played good level of rugby, played mm-hmm. for Staffordshire County. Fantastic. I was at university. Um, very, very, very carefree. Okay. I'd say I really didn't give a yeah yeah, yeah yeah absolutely. Um, very carefree. Very out. I still am outgoing to an extent now, mm. but slightly bit more reserved. Okay. I'd say. Um, but yeah, very bubbly. I was on track with with uni and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, in terms of tuning into the mind, I wasn't so in tune with my intuition. If okay. you if you'd like. And then when you had that. Um, tragic moment when when you lost your dad that's when yeah. you started realising hold on a second it's one thing training our body it's another thing yeah yeah after our mind okay. 100% and have you so what have you done then since then because obviously you're, you're similar to me in that respect so I we touched on it briefly before this I've done personal training myself for 8 years yeah. and I understand the importance of you know looking after yourself physically but more so now I train every day more for this yeah. more mind and people don't get that. People might think it's for aesthetics or for a six pack or something. It's it's truly not. Yeah. It's truly to calm my anxiety, not have that feeling of yeah, yeah. Is that something that you do as well? I think now, yeah, training is very much a part of me improving my mindset as well now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the most essential thing for me now because I notice a difference when I don't train. Absolutely. Yeah. Serotonin levels dropping, etc. Yeah, I notice yeah, yeah. a big difference. Yeah. Lack but, of energy as well. Lack of energy. Yeah, that 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 was thing. that was yeah. the main one for me. Cause yeah. I had a I had a week off my own training, mm. um, a couple of weeks back, and I was just tired, mm. waking up tired, going to bed tired. It was just yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one of them. Like, but then you start self sabotaging yourself, don't you, for not training? Absolutely. But in reality, your body needs the rest. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it's very important for the mindset, nonetheless. Mm. And the more people can recognise that, yeah, the better. Increases your self worth. You've got goal. You've got a target point. You got a. Mm. You got a goal point, focal point. Mm-hmm. And so, in terms of briefly, uh, you mentioned like the mental health thing. Would you call it anxiety and overwhelm, or would you actually call it depression? Have you been diagnosed, or is it something that you're? Yeah, I mean, out? I, yeah, well, I suffered. Well, I still suffer from anxiety now. Okay. But I had my main bad epi- bad episode last January. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. Right. Absolutely out of nowhere. Because obviously when I lost my dad, I was quite low and... What would be the, what would be the best term? Very numb. Okay. Maybe didn't understand as much as mm. I should have done what was going on. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of numb to the feelings. But I think last January, that that was a real scary moment, right. scary point. I think my, my sleep started to go. And once your sleep starts to go, you don't deal very well with stuff at all. I was suffering with insomnia. This was about two weeks. Um, So I jumped on some um, medication Mm -hmm. um, for anxiety and depression. Um, And I slowly, slowly started to lift. Okay. And it was quite amazing, really, because within the space of a year, Mm. it's mad mad to think about, I bought a Mustang. Right. I travelled through another, another, <laughs> another three countries, travelled another three Fantastic. countries, changed workplaces again, 
And I'm not saying this was from the tablets whatsoever, no, no, no. but I also think uh, another defining thing, um, I bought some of Tony Robbins' content, okay. a big mindset guy, yeah. guru, and I bought his content and did that for three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was a bit of a game changer as well. That's brilliant. So in the space of six months to a year, I'd switched from yeah. literally rock bottom. Mm. I mean, when I say rock bottom, I was... I had to move to my mum's for about two weeks. Okay. Would you say you were ever suicidal? Uh, I had thoughts. I'd okay. never, I never com tried to commit. No, I, I did have thoughts. Mm. Um, but I know I'd never do it. Okay. I know I'd cool. never have done it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got to that. I got to that sort of very low point. I was just lying on the sofa watching the TV. And um, it was, it was a terrible, mm. terrible patch. I think my mum was really shocked as well that I'd gone from that to that. Of course, within. of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Wow. And um, I was helpless to it. Mm. It, was, it felt like I couldn't do anything. Like now, obviously, in hindsight, you can recognise you were in this kind of slump. Yeah, yeah. So in that particular moment, was you oblivious to it? Like how yeah. you were acting? Right, okay. Not a clue. Okay. Couldn't do a thing. It's crazy, isn't it? was literally at zero. Wow. And, and, then, um, and then it was a kind of Tommy... Uh, Tony Robbins, sorry. Tony Robbins. Uh, uh, it's funny enough because I watched his pro. He's got he's got a program on Netflix, Netflix. called um, "I Am Not Your Guru." Yeah, yeah. And I watched that every day. Yeah. For like five days. Made, that made me cry when I watched. Yeah, that. I was crying. There was one scene with the, with the lady who had to suicidal let go. woman. Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. That's what pulled me out of it. Okay. The suicidal woman yeah, when yeah. she said like I can't cope no more I can't, and um, that was a turning point. I mm. thought no more of this now. Yeah, yeah. Got myself back into work. So obviously at this point I wasn't earning. Okay. I'm self-employed, I wasn't earning, I'm off work. I'm in January, a really busy period. Mm. So all these thoughts, all these oh, thoughts well, are going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just completely overwhelmed. Felt like I was way out of control. Wow. Didn't have a clue how what was going on, how mm. to tackle it. So this six month transition now, you've got you've got the Mustang, you've gone travelling, you've sort of lifted yourself back up again. Yeah. Sort of finding your way again. Yeah. Is that a recent event now? Are we talking is that now? How, from, how you, how's your position right now? Good. Strong. Fantastic. Strong. I mean from last January to this January has been very strong. Okay. And so on through, throughout this year. And just on that then, so I follow Tony Robbins. I follow a lot of people yeah, yeah. because I have to, how I put food in my mouth, how I lift weights, I have to also put stuff into my mind. Yeah, so yeah. I'm big on, on that sort of stuff. Whatever it is, whoever you you know, you know resonate with, I think you should put it into your yeah, head yeah. because otherwise you start watching the news, your thoughts are completely the wrong way yeah, yeah. or the way that I wouldn't recommend if you want like a strong mindset. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. So what I want to know now is obviously you're in a good place now. Touch briefly on the gym stuff. What's your daily habits like now? Because I'm thinking there's probably a thousand people listening to this who can resonate with what you've just gone through, the anxiety, that feeling of just being in a rut. Yeah. And I believe that motivation doesn't last forever and it comes down to a, a level of discipline to kind of just get over those bad days. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of routines do you do on a, like a daily basis? I mean, I, tr I try my best to sort of get up the same time every day. Okay. Say... Quarter past seven, half past seven. Mm -hmm. So then you've got that solid routine. I normally have breakfast as normal. I won't sort of prep my food for the the day ahead or the oncoming days because I normally have gaps okay. in between clients. So I can pop home and um, prep all the food yeah. ready. And it's fresh then as well. Of course. I'm fortunate enough that I can come back home and cook Absolutely. it, obviously. So yeah, I haven't yeah. got to stress with prep. 
I'm not saying it's a bad thing to prep, it's a brilliant thing to prep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't do that anymore. I so could do. I could. Myself. Yeah. I can just come can pop back. Absolutely. Um, so then I'll, I'll go to work, um, do like my morning sessions, maybe straight through into the afternoon, then train, then maybe come back. Mm. Then a few more in the evening, depending on what the diary is looking like. Okay. Night time, I don't really have caffeine past two, three o'clock. Okay. I've cut caffeine off. Mm. I'm not too picky with food late at night. It doesn't okay. doesn't really bother me. Yeah. As long as I'm getting the net calories that I need in per day, then it doesn't really matter if you're eating Absolutely. at eleven o'clock or not. I eat most of my food at night because yeah. I, I like to sleep like a like a fat king. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I say to myself. So, um, yeah. so yeah. Then I'll obviously do whatever's going on in the evening, whether it's out with friends, okay. girls, what, what, whatever, whatever's on the agenda. Mm-hmm. I don't normally train in the evenings. Okay. Not normally. I'd normally have it wrapped up by. Get out of the way. 3 p.m. Yeah. Training. Do you listen to books? Do you read books? Do you um, do any gratitude or goal setting or anything like that? Yeah, it's funny enough. Oh, you're going to... This is, this was mad as well. I, I'd actually wrote... Um, when I was in this rut... Yeah. Or as I was just coming out of it last year, I'd wrote some goals down and every single one was... A t- it happened. Because yeah. it was on my... I wrote it down on a piece of paper and stuck it on the side of my bed on the cupboard. Mm-hmm. And um, one was buy a new car. It said Range Rover originally, yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. I opted out of that. But that was one. I got a new car. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, tra- this is so weird because it said travel to three another three countries you've never been to. Yeah. Did Where that. did you travel? I went to Dublin. I went to Budapest, and I went to Zurich, Switzerland. Amazing. Brilliant. Then what? What was the other? Cra- this is the craziest one. I think one said, "Move gym places because it will change the game." This was these words. Right. Okay. And okay. And you, you, I did. You spoke about this earlier. I yeah. did. Yeah. Fantastic. And my mindset was gone from there to mm, that. Mm. So I wasn't particularly happy at work. Yeah. Was 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 not helping matters whatsoever. Yeah. But it was just weird. Every single one that I wrote down. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't refer back to them at all until one day I just looked at them and thought, no, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is the thing. So, I, I'm very big on personal development. I've like. I pride myself on like last year I think I read like 50 books or something Okay. and the first ever this is this is why we're quite similar when I was 25 I was working in London at the time and the first personal development guru I ever found was Tony Robbins Yeah. so I was listening to his stuff and in one of his tapes uh, he mentions writing it down and the importance of goals and I remember at that particular point I wrote down I think it was like two or three goals I can't remember the third but I remember the first two and it was to one buy a house and two to buy a golf I always wanted a golf growing up Okay. we could never afford one like like my mom and dad bless them they brought me a Fiat Punto which was like the best okay. car ever yeah, because yeah. it was all we could afford and it was your first car I loved it to bits but in my head it was always like if I can get a Golf I've kind of made it yeah, yeah. and at that time um, again I wrote it I forgot about it until about two or three years later and I ended up getting a Sirocco because they had just come out oh, like Sirocco that was my car before yeah they are amazing beautiful mate. cars you cannot fault a Sirocco whatsoever so I managed amazing. to get one of those which was kind of like in my eyes a bit of an upgrade yeah, yeah. and I ended up buying um, my first uh, investment home and so it was weird because I remember finding my books when I, I can't remember where I was moving. I was like, what's this? And I opened it and it's my goals. And that's why every time I've done it, it has worked. So now one of my kind of practices and every morning is to write my goals down. I think you've just proven that yeah, it works. Because yeah. what happens subconsciously, you're almost seeing the opportunities yeah, yeah. out there and you're probably driving more towards that. 100%. So yeah, 100%. that's fascinating. That's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I write goals down. Um, what was the other thing you were talking about? I meditate. Brilliant. Night. Okay. Yeah. Because when I was struggling in that bad patch, that yeah. seemed to help. Okay. 
Um, can I ask what your meditation process is? I just use a, any YouTube app that okay. I really can, whether it's one for grieving, um, gratitude. There's, lo- there's I mean, there's okay. loads. So it's, simp- it's a simple matter of, I'm just thinking for the listeners, get on YouTube, the stuff's out there, type in meditation yeah, yeah. for however long you can do it. Yeah, okay. depends until you fall asleep, really. Okay. That's what I, oh, so you do it at night? Yeah, I do it at night. I don't really tend to do it in the daytime. It's probably a good idea because if you're anything like me, when I've got to sleep at night, I'm worrying about all the things I've got to do the next yeah, day. Yeah, that's how the brain works. So it's most active at night, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I tend to do it at night. And some, sometimes I won't use it. If I'm quite chilled, I'll just go straight to sleep. Okay. It'll depend. Yeah, yeah. So your food, obviously, you're, you're a personal trainer. Now, I'm probably the worst personal trainer to give... Uh, food advice because I used to suffer with binge eating I would be very flexible with my diet so if I fancy something I'm just going to eat it because I don't want to binge on it later on yeah, yeah. so my diet is a bit like I do get responses on Instagram like how are you eating this but again to me it's all about calories yeah, if you understand yeah. the calories you know what goes into your body and you, you burn it off effectively you'll be okay yeah, yeah. body composition so have you got any particular foods that you eat or again are you quite I'm flexible? quite um, no I mean so I I'm more flexible when I try and cut down weight because obviously I've been bulking for trying to put on some mass yeah. for a while now. I've, I've finally hit 15 stone plus now. So okay. I'm, I'm, I think I'm back down to 15 stone now. I was 15 stone five, three weeks ago. Yeah. I'm 15 stone now. So I'm, I'm quite regimented with it now as I cut down. When I'm trying to bulk up, I'm not as regimented, but mm. still. In terms of the foods, I mean, I'll, I'll keep the same foods for like every... I'll change them up every two weeks. Okay. So for breakfast, there'll be oats, whey protein powder, mm. nuts, sultanas, milk. Yeah. Um, then two big meals of like chicken, noodles, stir fry. Mm. Um, and the last meal will be salmon okay. and rice. And that'll be the same for two weeks and I'll switch it up. Right, okay. okay. And it seems to be working. Yeah, and then obviously hydration and sleep. And yeah, I have loads. I only drink water really, water yeah. and tea. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, drink yeah. tea. Yeah, fantastic. I can pretty much have the same food, I suppose, all the time. My only thing is, when I first dieted, I took out everything that you'd consider, and I put open commas here, uh, a bad food. Yeah, yeah. And then what was happening was, I did that for about 18 months, I was so strict. And then the moment I stopped dieting, because I gave up boxing, all of a sudden, mate, I was eating like 10,000 calories a day. To the, to that, to really? the point, honestly, to the point, my stomach would be here, I'd be out with the missus, and I couldn't drive the car back, because I was just like, I bloomed up like the Naughty Professor. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was no. horrible. And uh, what used to happen was, I used to do that for two days, Friday, Saturday. So now I used to absolutely hate myself, swear at myself in the mirror. And I used to go to the gym three times a day, up until the following Thursday. And then what I'd do is I'd bring There's my anything. calories down to like 1800. So I'm under eating, over training. And then all of a sudden, come Friday again, when I go out for a drink, I drink and obviously then you lose all your common sense. And I'd do the 10,000 calorie thing again. Like, so I use this thing called my fitness pal, which you probably yeah, familiar yeah, with. Yeah. Mate, it was like this, just spiking all the time. So I got over that through hypnotherapy and understanding okay. why I did it. And then um, that's why now I'm very flexible in my approach. So 70% of my diet is like nutrient dense foods, you know, the stuff that you're yeah, basically yeah. talking about. But then the last day, if I want a biscuit or a chocolate, you're going to see me do it basically. Okay. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever works, I suppose. It's um, it's crucial though. Yeah, food. I mean, I wish I had more of a nutrient dense diet like yourself. I just think there's also an argument for sustainability as well. Yeah, you've got to have a diet that's sustainable, yeah. and you've got to enjoy it because that's gonna have mental implications. If not, as well, if you're not enjoying your food, and everything links back to the mind. If you're not enjoying your food, you're not gonna sustain it. Yeah. Therefore, your body's not gonna be where it's 
supposed to be or where you want it to be. Therefore, the mental problems coming in. It's all it's all interlinked. Of course, everything's of course. interlinked yeah. with it. And just on the mental health thing there that you that you're on about. So, would you say that's probably the, the biggest adversity that you've been through during that time? And for the listeners, because I'm sure throughout life we're all going to lose somebody very close to us and go through that sort of patch in our life what were the lessons that you learned from it and how did you fully get over it god yeah it was the 100% the biggest adversity mm. I'd never experienced anything like that in my entire life not even when my, the day my dad passed okay I didn't feel as bad right as I did last January wow. the the emotional pain was just as I say it was overwhelming do you think it was a build up from I think every what had happened was so I went to see a counsellor like last uh, late last year going into early this year, because I'd never, I never had um, proper bereavement counselling, okay. and I still had loads of stuff underlying, and I think that's what the build up was. Okay. So imagine having that much emotional pain build up for what three years, and just exploding out. It's like a cold bottle that you shake. Yeah, it's just it's just gone exploding. Yeah, yeah, and. I tell you, in terms of the lessons learned, I think the the bereavement counsellor definitely helped me to understand okay. the um the stuff and the the lessons that I learned were that grief has no timeline. It's not got a timeline. There's no proper way to grieve. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay to feel bad. You've got to you've got to feel these emotions. You've got to feel the emotions and not subdue them. Okay. Cause if you subdue them, you have an episode like I did, and that's. I won't wish that wish mm. that from my my worst enemy. Um, another lesson was probably. I learned that I'm str- a lot stronger than I thought I was. I thought you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get through that, I mean, there's there's not much that phases me now, to be honest. I love that. If I can come over that, there ain't nothing. And, and this is um, one of the things I tried to do with this podcast as well is I don't want somebody to go through what you've just been through yeah. like to lose their parent and then go through depression what I want them to do is realise the last point you said there which was amazing is we're stronger than we we know we are and that we think we're capable of and I think the only way you find that is by going through some adversity or yeah because yeah. you'll never know or she'll how never can know. you know otherwise? and this is yeah. why I love I love the gym and I love people that are into the gym because when you go to the gym you don't go there to have like a luxury time you go there and you put your body in distress yeah yeah providing how you train and then you you're almost trying to grow in that moment and i urge people not just to do that in the gym to do that through life as well yeah that's yeah. why i now go to public speaking sessions when most of the time i choke oh you like, go you go to like things yeah, that help you absolutely i yeah. know a pt that does that my so, mate mentioned that the other i think and, that's brilliant really good especially for yourself with anxiety as well i think that's brilliant and the first few times i've been there and they've asked me to say something i've just looked at everyone and be like don't say it's it. the number one public fear though isn't it it is it's number one and fear. i thought in my head if i can conquer that i can conquer anything and i'm on the way there now and i think like two weeks ago i actually won the best speech of the day Good. Which, mate, if you had asked me three months ago, I would have laughed. Yeah, yeah. Not a chance in hell. That's amazing, though, man. Yeah. That's amazing. So, hence why, but you're doing the same thing. Like, you've had to come out of this sort of dark hole and, and you've done it. And you've said some amazing things there. Like, it's okay not to feel great. Grief has no timeline. And I think coming from a male, and most of you now, if you could follow Alex on his page, say, so like Instagram, you're in great physical shape, you're training people, you're going to come across as a sort of alpha male was supposed yeah, just from the outside yeah, of course, yeah there's course. a vulnerability in what you're saying yeah. and I think as, as a guy I think we need to 
obviously express that more. Yeah. Because we have this thing like bravado, like, oh, we can't show our weaknesses. And I think especially with mental health, one of the things I'm working on this year as well is really trying raise awareness for mental health. Yeah. Because my mum suffered with it. Um, support people with mental health. And I think people like yourself, it'll make other people who may be in a similar situation to yourself think, oh, if Alex feels it, then maybe I can put my hand up and say Yeah, well. yeah. Mate, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that have told me that have got really? it. You wouldn't believe. It's sad, isn't it? Like, you it's just sad to hear like that. I, I honestly think most of the human race wow. has, has it to some probably degree. got it to some degree. Yeah. yeah. Where some people will just say, yeah, I've had it for years. So, I've heard people just come out, yeah, I've had it for about 10 years. I'm like, but hey, on the on the surface, everyone's got a mask. Everyone's got a mask. Yeah, some of the strongest people I know are on the surface, yeah, successful, rah rah rah, absolutely, and they've come. Yeah, I've been absolutely struggling for ten years. It's crazy. My anxiety is bad today. I'm struggling. Like you, what? Like, you, you've got anxiety. Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the it's thing, it. isn't it? And this, yeah. This is what I try and be as transparent as I can on my social media with everything I do. So if I had a shit day or something's gone wrong, I try and say it. Not yeah. to sound like depressing, because I don't want to come across as a depressing guy. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's almost like, guys, it's okay not to be okay yeah, every yeah. day. Or to have a shit day where you just feel like you're in a funk. Like, I get those days when yeah, nothing's gone wrong. Like, I probably had the best day before. And then I wake up the next day feeling like absolute shit. For no, for no, for no reason. No, that's, that's unfortunately the horrible thing about yeah. anxiety and stuff. It's it, it can just creep up on you for it's absolutely no way. reason. Hence what it did to you as well. Well, yeah, this yeah. was exactly it. And, and overwhelmed feeling as well. Oh, there's there's been overwhelmed moderately, then there's mm. been overwhelmed completely mm. with everything that you can't control anything. Yeah, you can't even function on a day to day routine. If you ask me a question, you know, re- you know, my reply would be about ten seconds later. Right. Wow. It's a serious, very serious thing. Mm. Very serious thing. And you're working on it now, though. Yeah. Moving forward. I think I've made massive, yeah, massive absolutely. inroads to it. To be yeah, honest. Yeah. And I honestly put that down to the bereavement counsellor. Okay. Um, so you'd recommend anyone going through that to at least talk, whether it's with a counsellor, you know, some people might have a stigma attached to that, but I think talk is probably one of the most important things. 100%. That, yeah. I mean, I went to see a, a really good woman called Elaine at Walsall Bereavement um, Centre, which is free. Yeah, yeah. Free of charge. So, I mean, the, the, the system she's got there, she's very... Wow. She's very, very good. Um, and it just made me understand my emotions more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I think the trouble with anxiety, you feel completely alone with it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, think yeah. you're the only one in the world that's <laughs> yeah, going yeah, absolutely. which makes it ten times worse. Yeah. yeah. So you, people need to understand that you're not the only one going through it. And um, that in itself makes huge improvements. Because mm. you feel sort of like the most worthless one in the room, if mm. not. Mm. That makes sense. So been there, mate. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to know that people are suffering. It's nice to know, in a way, people are suffering as well. As horrible as that no, sounds. No, no, I, I know what you mean by that, though. I know. It's what you mean nice by that. to know that people have the same issues and problems. Yeah, and I and I think if if we link it back to what you said earlier, that's probably the problem with society today, especially when you're hearing about kids with like depression or oh, these kind of symptoms. They're going on like social media and seeing this perfect life that everyone's portraying yeah that's not that's not it it's like somebody might post their brand new car or they might post a holiday but they might be in debt they might have had a bereavement the day before so anything could have happened absolutely anything and what happens is we see that as a snapshot now you've got to remember 99.9% of the people on in the world are only going to post highlights on 
on this phone. Yeah, they're going to see the good side. You'll see the good side. Absolutely, and, and and that's kind of like the gift and the curse, I think, with social media, um, which is, and again, another reason I do this is to say, look, yeah, you've got fantastic stuff on your Instagram. You can learn a hell of a lot about fitness and personal training and stuff, but there's a real person here, and you can probably learn more valuable life lessons yeah, yeah. via this interview here, if that yeah, makes sense. 100%. Yeah. I think... I think the kids of our generation now they have been set up to fail. They've got mm. absolutely. I'm sorry, they've got no chance because mm. mm. they come into a world where they've been handed this, yeah. this phone here, this tablet here. Yeah. And I think I was listening to a guy. Do you know Simon Sinek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to some of his stuff, and he, he was basically saying there's no way like kids now can handle the dopamine fix of what they're. Yeah. They're looking at the big good hormone fix because they're, they're obsessed with it. They, as soon as their phone pings off, they're happy. It's crazy. Poof, it's they crazy. pick it up. What when thing, they don't. What thing to be happy about as well? When you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, it's just. But uh, I was just I was driving through some place near Warsaw mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago, and I was just looking and I was like, there, there were kids coming out of school and every single one on the street was on the phone. I'm not talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. one in ten. Every single one of them was on the phone. And I thought, I, I just referred back to when I was at school, I was running around, do you know <laughs> exactly, what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. Running around and doing just crazy yeah. stuff. But yeah. like, I look at them now and I think that you're just being set up to fail. And it's not their fault. I don't think it's their fault. It's not their fault. No, no. I think Teachers we... are allowing some phones into lessons. Are they? No. Wow. You're just setting them up. To, it's like you said, potentially setting them up to fail, isn't it? I think we, we were, we're kind of at a good generation where we lived before the phone era but also now we get to benefit, I suppose, from like a work perspective. Yeah, yeah. So I fell into the trap initially of like, say like Instagram, you know, you're looking at who's engaging my post and stuff. Yeah, what I yeah. do now, and I probably say for the last four months is whenever I write a post on like with Facebook, I use quite a lot. Um, I just turn my phone off then and I only ever go back to reply. What I don't do is scroll through Facebook and like other people's stuff or follow other people's stuff too much. Yeah, Not because yeah. I don't support them, but because I don't want to put my mind in that in that moment or in False that frame representations yeah absolutely and thinking yeah, yeah. I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough because so and so is doing this so just for my own sanity you have to be a bit selfish that look this is what I want to say if you resonate with it fantastic if you don't fantastic but I just want to get off my chest so I use social media especially Twitter as a way of just talking to myself and it's kind of like my journey yeah, so I can look yeah. back and be like oh yeah I used to say that back then how much have I grown since Yeah, if that makes sense and that's yeah, helped yeah. me massively because I reckon if I was constantly on Facebook and I've done it where I'm just watching everyone and everyone's buying new cars and doing crazy things and I'm like you almost feel inferior a little bit yeah but as you said those points before like at the same time how do you know that person isn't hasn't taken out a huge loan to pay that just to put it on the Instagram or the Facebook of course yeah they haven't been given that Absolutely. They haven't won the car. You Absolutely. It might be one of those yeah. three options. Absolutely. But, but, we're not but you'll never know. Like you automatically think, oh, they're doing well. Absolutely. They're loaded. Yeah, they're yeah. they're getting, <laughs> Exactly. They're, they're doing it right. That's the phrase. But in reality, they, they probably haven't got much self-worth because they might have been given the car. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and I think the most important thing is probably like happiness. Like how happy are they really behind well, yeah. that smile? Of course. This is this is the issue. It's all, it's all false representations. Hmm. But it's scary. just taking on face value, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And this is the, as you say, it's the the pros and cons of social media. Social media. But I, I think now, what what annoys me is that I have to use social media for your business. For my business, at the same time, I hate it. Yeah. But I know it's got to be done. 
Hundred percent. I, I would. That's that's where I'm yeah. stuck between a rock. I would and a hard urge place. you never to let go of social media and just try and find a way that you can live with it. Yeah. Because it's only going to get worse in terms oh, of social course. media. Of course. Of um, course. I mean, we spoke about voice, hence the podcast. Yeah. You yeah. Know, everything's going to probably be voice activated. Apparently, there's a massive statistic. I don't know off the top of my head that most people, when they search into um, like Google or Siri or something, and I'm probably talking about a younger demographic here, they do it via voice. So that's how much it's changing. I mean, like, we're probably still used to typing stuff. And it's it's incredible, really. I mean, it's incredible how much we've developed, but I just wish, you know, the whole mental health side and that sort of it was developing at the same pace. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. um. It's very, very scary for them. Yeah. Do you, they don't do you know with your yet. clients on any mindset stuff or... Yeah, I... I'm pretty much the go-to guy. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. Pretty much. I think you'd be a good, great advocate for that. Very, very, very much so. And I've I've had people like... I've pulled people out of depression. I've pulled them... Mm, that's amazing. Out of, out of things. Yeah. Um, by just doing what I do, really. And Me, going through what are, I... Yeah. Telling, going through my experiences, etc. Regardless if I'm younger than them or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Everyone's got a different experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you have massively changed people That's mentally, brilliant. physically. That's probably one of the best feelings. Yeah. And what you do, what you do. But I mean, I'm not going to name names. I don't want to say no, my no, clients. Course, but yeah. I mean, um, there was one guy I trained who was literally where I was in terms of rock bottom. He didn't leave the house though. Um, he didn't leave the house and he hadn't trained in how long and I, I pretty much pulled him out of it. He was in this last year, I think. Yeah. Um, when was it? No, he, he was in it. Then I, then I, then no, he dropped before he was, he fell a bit low and poor mentally before I did. Mm. So I, he fell into it. I fell into it. I got back out of it and pulled him right, okay. sort of out as well. Wow. Which is commendable because it, it's probably the hardest thing just pulling yourself out. Yeah. And I just remembering like, I was trying to, I was trying to get into work, but I couldn't. Right. I was telling myself yesterday, I'm going back in, I'm fine. yeah. yeah comes to it now I couldn't get back in and I remember him just saying yeah just take your time etc so I eventually got back in and now he's he's about another three or four stone down fantastic back at work wow. had a baby oh wow I love that mate had a baby yeah yeah um loves his training so good stuff good yeah. on you mate so yeah he's on it now mate yeah yeah um, I, I think because obviously I did my qualification I think about eight years ago my last few clients, so I stopped at the back end of last year, they used to say, the training and everything, yeah, it's fine or whatever, but they say we enjoy, like, the mindset talks and stuff that I used to give them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. They used to love that side of it. Because you, you don't know what people, what stresses they've got on their life, Absolutely. and you don't know what, in that hour, hour slot or whatever you have, Yeah. you don't know how much you'll benefit them. Exactly. Because people will tell you after, you don't, you don't even know what you're doing for me right now. It, yeah, you're but you don't see yourself. it. Yeah, you don't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I and that's a special thing, I think. That's a special thing about the job. I agree. I agree. Um, it, if you can change someone's life around like that, it's pretty... What, Mate, what? there's no better feelings than that. Better than earning millions for some company. Absolutely, absolutely. You're going to see not much of. Absolutely, I agree, mate. So, yeah. So would you, would you say that's your kind of motivation now, like moving forward? Or, I mean, what, what keeps you going now on a daily basis? That. That in itself. 100% yeah. that. I mean... I think you have to get to know people a little bit more, don't you? The yeah. personal goals, what they want, and you yeah. can start to build that rapport. Yeah. And once you start to build that rapport, it means even more to you, doesn't it? Because you like the person. You become invested in them. Yeah. Massively. So you're rocking up into work, and it's not even work. 
you know what I mean? You're doing it for them mm. and they're, they're, they just see, they seem so grateful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you make me want to go back now. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a big thing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, if you can if you can do that, that's pretty special, of course. I think. Of course. Um, but yeah, if you can start to retune people's minds mm. and relationships with food, exercise. With themselves. It then impacts on the personal life and other stuff like that yeah you create a butterfly effect yeah positive one yeah, yeah. because I think if you, if you can start to improve that that there's going to be good things that'll topple over absolutely from that because I think the hardest workers in the room in the gym are normally the hard the most successful people financially yeah. family wise relationships I agree if you take that level of discipline and work ethic into the workplace it's all a discipline isn't it 100% the most disciplined people are the most successful people and if you can prove that in the gym Probably one of the hardest I agree. scenarios I to agree. go into. I agree, I agree. I always look at someone and if they're physically in good shape or something, I think, you know what, you've got some good level of discipline. I know the hours of yeah. hard work. I know you've had to probably go to social events and not eat what everyone else is eating or drink what everyone else is drinking. Of course. You've had to make sacrifices. So I, I fully appreciate that. Yeah, but, but a lot of people don't understand that. No, no, no. They'll call those sort of people a gym freak or yeah, obsessed yeah. or, or whatever. But Absolutely. When you think about it now, the amount of hours you've probably had to do to change our physiques and our bodies, and it's incredible, isn't it's it? It's an incredible amount. Yeah. But a lot of people don't understand that. And there are a hell of a lot of lazy people. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a lot of lazy people, yeah. which I can't understand. Yeah. I don't understand mm. how they've got to that. How, to, yeah, how they've got to that stage. Yeah. Whether it's tuning from a young age or parenthood or fell in with the wrong crowd, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's one of the pillars that I use. So I was in corporate first and I went straight into business. One of the things that I wanted to do was to work with people on a one-to-one basis. So yes, I love the personal training stuff. I yeah. want to do it more on a sort of mindset basis as well. Like, especially in property and stuff, if I can help them yeah. develop. And one of the first things I'll say before I start working with them is you've got to get a gym plan, which obviously I can deliver. Yeah. One thing I want you to do before you do anything else is work on yourself first. So yeah. All of them will have to do some level of physical activity. Now, whatever that is, it doesn't need to be lifting weights. It can be yoga, Zumba, going for runs, whatever they want to do. But you have to do some level of activity. You have to yeah, put your body yeah. in that. Almost feeling discomfort in order to grow. Yeah. And I always do that first because then I think, like you said, if they if they can work really hard and give 100% on that, then I think, okay, that's a great trait with that. I can work with that. The person's got work, I think. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if they've turned around and be like, no, I just want to learn about this or making money, but I don't want to do this, I'm like okay, I'm probably not the right coach for you. Yeah. Because my coach, is got, it's got to be holistic. It's got to be about everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think you'd be great at that. I think, obviously, as your business starts to expand in your personal training, you could potentially, I don't know, have your own franchise. I don't know what your goals are, but because you have both aspects of it, I think it'd work really well. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a good thing to tap into, and it, it's all interlinked, isn't it? And it's only going to get more like prevalent in society. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So, what's your fear now? Death. Right, okay. I, I spoke to my, my counsellor about this because she, she was like, when when you lose people close to you, rather than extended family yeah, or someone yeah. who's not particularly close to you, you realise mortality. Because until then you're immortal, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? You don't, it's nothing you really it think about. It doesn't really cross your mind. You're invincible. Yeah, yeah. You're immortal. Yeah. So de- death scares me okay. now. Yeah. Death scares me. And I think you just, you've hit the nail on the head there because if somebody hasn't gone through death listening to this podcast, they're going to think, nah, it's not really resonating. Somebody who's been through it, 
it almost comes in your head on a daily basis. So I think everyone everyone's going to lose someone at some stage. That's just the way the world works. You know, we haven't worked out how to survive forever. And I lost about seven people within 18 months okay. of my friends and family. But prior to that, I'd not, not really lost no one. So for me, it was like I'd, I'd hear so-and-so has lost their granddad or their grandma. And I'd feel sad, but that was it. It was very short-lived. Whereas now, yeah. that whole death thing, I suppose it does scare me because I think, I don't know if this is my last day. Hence why I try and like bust my ass and work as much as I can to make sure that if I was to leave today, I've left the world in a better place. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. So it is probably it is, a good motivation. It, it is, right? It is. Um, you, you become mortal. Mm. Instantly, you feel like most things scare you. Yeah. And what was the counsellor saying now? She was like, obviously once I lost my dad, I felt like I needed to do everything fast. Mm. Needed to buy a house, settle down, rah, rah, all yeah, of these yeah, yeah. things because you don't know how much time you've got. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing with this the whole realising mortality. Mm. So you're in a rush. Yeah. That's where the anxiety sets in. Yeah. Why have I not done this by then? That resonates with me so much because I feel I've got so much to do, so many people I want to help, and I'm like, I could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. And, it, and it scares me. Yeah. So you're trying to rush and do it. Everything, yeah. And I know that's probably not the right approach, so I follow oh, Of course it's not. Yeah. But we know, we know this, but that's how we we're wired do, up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, that, that's what she was saying. You, she felt like, oh, my, my dad died at this age. Am I going to die at this age right. now? Yeah. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Oh, yeah. shit. I've got to do this. Yeah. And in reality, you've got all the time in the world, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Isn't but it? in that moment, in that channel, in that yeah, split second thinking, in your head, yeah. which you can't get out of, no, no. it's yeah, it's yeah. apparent. And that's the, um, that's mortality, isn't it? Mm. Do you follow Gary Vaynerchuk? A little bit. Yeah. Well, he started to grind on me a little bit after a while. Is it? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose he's a Marmite character, but one of the things he says is really good is, uh, he says, you should be impatient in the in the micro, i.e. the short term, but patient for the macro, for the long term, which when, when I think about it and what he says, it makes sense. So it's like, yes, you should work absolutely like 100% every single day as if it's your last day. But still, no, your goals that you want to achieve and stuff are going to take longer. A bit like, I suppose, bodybuilding, for example. Yeah. You're now on a cut, for example. To get to there, it's not going to happen. No matter how hard you train today, you're not going to get to that body today. Yeah, or even yeah. if you had the best diet ever today, it's not going to happen. But what you can do is absolutely crush it right now. And then tomorrow, repeat. T- next day, repeat. And all of a sudden, you will you will get there as well. Yeah. So like that's one thing he says that really resonates with me. Yeah. But um, like you said, when you get that level of anxiety and it it overwhelms you, it's difficult to think. You like you're not thinking. Uh, there's no clarity basically in your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And what what people need to realize, like you're in control of these thoughts. Yeah. You can still control them. You've just you've gone down a path where you think you can't control them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So every thought is well within the control. We just don't know it. Like yeah. when you're in that bad patch. Yeah. That's what I tend. That's what I learned as well. Mm. And that was with the bereavement counselor. Yeah, yeah. That's powerful. But like, you are in control of your thoughts. Yeah. It's just a belief that you're not. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. believing that you're not when you are. Yeah. Because we were before. We were before. Before we had events and whatnot. So Mate, we think before. about it. Like when we were kids, the thoughts we had, we were invincible. You know, we were going to become so like superheroes. Why, yeah. why can't we have that now? Absolutely. Because somewhere along life somebody's told you you can't do something or you've fallen down and rather as a kid where you keep getting back up you've actually said you know what I'll stay down or I'm just going to turn the opposite way yeah yeah that's the problem isn't it 
and it, it does take certain things like these events, traumatic events, certain mm. other events in your life that obviously make up your thoughts, do you know what I mean, yeah. to, to, and your beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Your beliefs are the one. If you yeah. start believing certain things about the world and yourself, that comes out in your actions. Yeah. And your beliefs are just a combination of the thoughts. That, you know, yeah, of course. You this is why you've got to control, yeah, try yeah, best to control the thoughts. Because everyone, everyone's got different millions of thoughts yeah, each yeah, day. Definitely. It's not just us. Yeah, trust of me. Of course. Trust me. Yeah. When you get to a deep conversation with someone, you, you really know what they're thinking about. You yeah, think, yeah, yeah. are they actually thinking that? Do you know what I mean? So it's just not, we're not alone with that. That's what we've got to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you are you are in control. You've just got to try your best to control them. It's a good affirmation to have. So I do affirmations in the morning as well. Um, so I say stuff like, I'm no longer anxious, I'm not shy, or I'm yeah, strong, yeah, I'm yeah. powerful. I think you, you have to consciously make the effort, which is, have you found this out? You yeah, have yeah. to consciously make the effort. Like, because if it doesn't, like with gym, yeah. you have to constantly do it. Because if subconsciously, I, I'm, I'm 99% sure everyone has to do this. Yeah. I can't see how you can yeah. you cannot do it I think everyone does do it but we assume the people at the top like you know your Dwayne Johnson your Kevin Hart your celebrities they don't do it but I think they do Dwayne Johnson suffers yeah, yeah. bad yeah. really badly The Rock he's like everyone's idol it's amazing what I mean yeah and um, yeah it, 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 you are you are a process of your your thoughts yeah. you are you are your thoughts aren't so you? powerful mate yeah yeah but like People need to understand you can control them yeah. if you want to. If you just let them spiral, then that, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. when You're we have trouble. the problems, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. But what they've got to understand, if you do have a day like that, that's fine. Mm. Brush it under the carpet. And that's, that's really fine. important as well. Try your best not to continue to beat yourself up for another few weeks yeah. after that. Because yeah. life's hard enough as it is with real, real without, situations and without real you beating problems. Yourself up as well. Absolutely. Without making up these, these yeah. problems. Yeah. Which like, is what humans tend to do. We can we can sabotage ourselves yeah. as much as we want, but we don't tend to do it to others. So why should we do it to ourselves? But we do because it's easy. Yeah, yeah. I love that, mate. It's true though, isn't it? Nah, it's, so it's easy. Honestly, that's I'm so not gonna bad. say to you what's going on in my head about. Yeah. I won't. I won't self sabotage myself. Then say the same stuff to you. Mm-hmm. As as deep and nasty as I would to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Is, isn't that weird? Do you know what I mean? What, so so why why can why why do we think it's right to do it to, to ourselves? To ourselves, who's probably the most important. At the end of the day, I mean, yeah. if we think about it logically, we are actually the most important people to ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. But it's it's easy, isn't it? Yeah. It's it easy is. to say it to yourself. Because no one's gonna question. Okay, we're gonna go in three, two, one. What did you eat for breakfast? Oats. Squats or deadlifts? Squats. The ability to fly or be invisible? Fly. Your favorite cheat meal? Pizza. Money or fame? Money. Your proudest moment? Getting into the, the county rugby team. Your favorite food? Fajitas. Number one health tip? Stay disciplined. Biggest fitness myth? There are certain foods that can burn fat. <laughs> yeah. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Your number one goal this year? Travel more. Your favourite TV show ever? Sons of Anarchy. Would you rather know how you would die or when you would die? When? Your favourite hobby? Uh, gym. <laughs> <laughs> if you could sit with one person in the world for an hour, who would it be? Oh, my Robert De Niro. Your worst fear as a child? Didn't have one. Your favourite place in the world? Cape Town. If you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? Murdering. Your favourite song ever? Dead Mouse, I remember. Read minds or predict the future? Read minds. Your favourite superhero? Batman. Why? 
He's mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's badass, isn't he? Yeah, he's he badass. is. I agree. And finally, your biggest strength. Organisation. Okay, fantastic. So, the next question, uh, we're almost at the end actually, um, is about reflection. So, knowing exactly what you know now, because obviously now you've worked on your physical health, your mental health, you're in a much better place. So knowing exactly what you know now, if you could go back to a time where you were struggling or maybe a younger version of yourself and you could whisper something in that person's ear just to kind of make their life easier, I suppose, growing up, what would you say? It will pass. It will pass. 100%. It will pass and it'll get better. Mm. You've, you've, got, you've got to go through this to grow mm. Mm. and it will pass. Love that. Very difficult to see at the time. Yeah. Impossible to see, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it will pass. It will pass. I love that. It's it doesn't simple. last forever. Yeah. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. I'd love to send you a podcast after this, mate. They, they literally spoke about a similar kind of thing. And um, the guy on it, he was talking about chaos and how he's just flipped the script in his mind to say he enjoys the chaos because of how much resilience and how much strength he's going to build from it and how much knowledge. Whereas a lot of us, we're kind of trying to avoid pain and stuff where he's like, bring it on. Because I know in six months' time, I'm going to be a much better yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost let it enter. Right, buddy. We're actually at the last question now. So the last question I always ask my guests is, if in 150 years' time, uh, science fails to save us all, and all that exists is a book on the table, and that book is about you, and it's about your life and all of the great and wonderful things that you aspire to do and want to do, you know, you've done it. But in order to make somebody pick that up, what would one the title say, and two, what would the summary at the back tell us about you? Title would be something along the lines of "Never Give Up." Mm. Um, the summary of my like what? Yeah. So uh, think about it this way: there's there's somebody going to a bookstore and they're looking at all these books and they've turned it around. Now you need to make them want to pick it up, to be like, "Oh, that's quite interesting, actually. That sounds interesting." So a little bit about yourself, maybe the things you want to achieve. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Basically? I wanted to say that you'd want to meet as many people as you can, make a positive impression with everyone mm. you come into contact with. Never give up on anything yeah. until it's completely done. And just keep trying to live in the moment. Yeah. Keep trying to live in the moment because that's the only one you can control. Mm. And just keep, do what you want to do, not what people yeah. want yeah. you to do. Do what you want to do because yeah. there ain't no time for nothing else, really. Absolutely, mate. I think I'd pick it up. If yeah. I that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, mate. No, I appreciate awesome. that. Awesome. Thank you for that. That brings us literally to the end of the show now. But um, before we leave and I close it off, I just want you to give um, the listeners uh, a chance to obviously connect with yourself. So I will put all of this in the show notes anyway. So you can literally click on it via any app that you listen to this on. But uh, where's the best place to contact you? Um, mobile or email. Okay. Um, I don't know if you want to put your mobile directly on here. Yeah? It's um, up to you. Or my you uh, get some Instagram. Calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Instagram. Know, okay. Should Instagram. we do your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah, it's A-L-I-R-O-898. Okay, fantastic. That's Again, I'll put that in the show notes. Are you on um, like Snapchat, Facebook, anything like that? or? I'm all, I don't really use Snapchat. Okay. I use Facebook, obviously. Just type in Alex Roberts. Okay, um, Then there should be a naked man, obviously, <laughs> yeah. as the profile photo. Of course, your personal Standard. trainer. Standard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, those two platforms. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. I just want to say thanks again to Alex for tuning to the show and, and for everyone else. Thanks for listening. 
And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.